Cuz Chat Podcast. You're here once again with Black McGee and Marlboro. Uh, no my hire my no my hooky my up to how we been? <laughs> Man, it's been a while. <laughs> Got the OGs back it's in been the house a while, bro. Yeah. Hey, I'll come. Google a new word, bro. Had to Google a new word. Uh, podcast. Oh, true. For those of you looking for the term. Oh, bro, you're going to have to teach me that one. Write it down so I can learn it. Speaking of te reo, I have started my journey in learning te reo, I've got to say, before uh, we get started today. And, yeah, baby steps first, just, you know, making sure my pronunciation's right and uh, basic uh, numbers and basic greetings have kind of gone through and who's coming and who's going and so, but... I'm just using an audio book, but I think I do need it. It would help if I had it written down in front of me just to, yeah, get get the uh, memorization down a bit, bit further. But why don't you start off with a bit of a translation for us, what you uh, welcomed us to today before we get started. Yeah, so Pakihere Roki Roki, the podcast. Podcast, create collections of digital media files for distribution over the internet. On portable media players and personal computers. But we need to hijack that. Well, not hijack. That's probably the wrong word. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that could be, you know, <laughs> uh, part of the lexicon going forward, for sure. Um, what would what would then the Cuz Chat podcast be? You reckon? The Pucky Hede Ruki Ruki or Cuz Chat? Okay. Yeah, I'll need to work on that before I attempt it. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back, brother. I know we've um, been chatting for a little bit here and there, but couldn't get you on last week because of technical difficulties. But you're here now, and um, yeah, everything looks green across the board so far. So let's not touch anything, um, and it's recording, so we're away. Yeah, welcome back this week, Fano. We've got uh, a bit on the cards for you. Um, birthday shout-outs. We've got some we'll do a bit of recap on Snapchat as well. Got a cool topic to talk about today, and um, yeah, we'll just see where that goes. You know, we really have really a couple of things to talk about, and then hello, an hour's gone past, and we're like, oh well, <laughs> we better start wrapping it up. Um, so yeah, what did, what did you want to kind of uh, tell us a little bit you know, what you've been up to, bro, and and how you are after the holiday, and because we haven't really sort of had a good quarter since then. Um, have you had time to disseminate, take in your experiences, and that sort of thing? Well, I can't speak highly enough of that trip back home, eh, man? It was fucking awesome. Uh, excuse my French, but there's no other way to explain it, bro. There was that much happening, you know, whether we were down at the lake, down on the river, out doing walking tracks and just soaking it all in, bro. I'll, yeah, I, I don't think we could have planned it any better, bro. And the best thing about it, it was spontaneous. Yes, we didn't plan yeah, we, we, We've planned very little. I went into that holiday specifically not having anything planned. We knew we were going down to Tuai for a certain period of time, but 
Um, other than that, eh, it was just like, oh, what are you fellas up to? What, do? what should we do? Oh, we should go here. Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> As did we, bro, and I think that was the, the best thing about it, you know, whether it was different whanau rocking up to come and see us or us jumping over the fence and going to see other people, bro, it was just, I can't take a better word than, than, than spontaneous, yeah, off yeah. the cuff. Yeah, 100%. Last minute. Positive too, eh? You know, everyone was all... Fucking reactions and things like that, bro. The the amount of... Yes, yeah. Well, we're having a a bit of connection issues here, but we'll we'll, we'll carry on. Um, Yeah, bro, it was primo, eh? I still... um, It's actually brought me closer to to everyone as well, I think. Um, I've been keeping in contact with people a bit bit more, which is kind of weird to say. We're, you know, we seem to have a pretty good close connection to each other, but we very rarely speak to each other for, you know... Um, we can go months without saying hello, kind mm. of thing. So that that's cool. That it's brought us a little oh, bit closer yeah. together. So like as, as siblings, I think we you know we keep in touch pretty well. But since that trip, bro, even keeping in touch with the nephews and the and the nieces and things yeah, like that. Yeah. You no, know, I've I've even rang Joe a couple of times, bro, just to see what he's been up to. Yeah, yeah. Well, the most I've ever spoken to him that time. You know, the whole time we were there, um, you know, he never really said boo to anyone. <laughs> just to, just, and look, and that's what I love about him. He just doesn't care about anyone else. He just does his own thing, bro. If you're there, oh well, you, you oh. Might get a few words thrown your way. But no, it's, it was primo, right? Yeah, spontaneous and positive, and yeah, all the good things. I'm slowly getting through a lot of that for the photos that I took as well. Um, finally got that big one out of the way that the old Tiatia um, tour that we had from yeah, Delaney. Yeah. The po and all of that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was mad. So, well, it was good going back through it again and actually sort of paying attention to what he was talking about and not just trying to get it all on on video. So, yeah, it was, yeah. And it's crazy to see how much Topol has evolved, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was vastly, like, I've just clicked over 10 years uh, being an Aussie. We moved over in 2014. So yeah. to go back and see what it's like now, bro, it's so many changes, but, you know, I didn't mind it. Still no, for the better, I think, in some yeah. ways, for the better. Obviously, like in the state of living over there is still a bit out of control. Ridiculous. And the cost of living as well, I noticed, <laughs> was, yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus, how much for that? But, you know, you're on holiday, so you don't really sort of look at it too much. Well, I don't even yeah. <laughs> try not to. <laughs> um, no, plan for that. You know, those five Ps that they talk about. Proper planning prevents piss poor uh, productivity. <laughs> I was going to say performance, uh, but yes. Performance. Performance. More accurate, yeah. No, but, but all in all, um, despite that being, you know, the cost of it and that, it was well worth it. So much so that, yeah, and I said this, I said this last week, I think, looking at, oh, I've been, not sneakily, but, you know, the odd job that pops up there in Topo, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll apply for that, see what happens. Um, they're few and far between, though, so, but if anyone does have any uh, any opportunities going, uh, hit me up, I'll send you my resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I had a really good time. Scaffolding happening in Topo at the moment too, you know. If you need a <laughs> oh, going back, if I was, if I was twenty years younger, yeah, sure, it's uh, probably yeah, <laughs> but out of the uh, scope of what my body can handle these days. Um, 
but yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's it, I do need a change. I think that's first and foremost. And look, if if it doesn't work out this year, um, moving home, I'll uh, do some extra study. I think uh, that might be on the cards in the middle of the year. Trying to get you know a few qualifications under my belt might help my chances. Well, yeah. Yep. Well, I think one of the highlights of of my trip, bro, for me, the highlight was um, going out and, and having a round of golf with with yourself, with Kev, and with the old man. Yes. And, you know, you, you've seen a whole different side to the man. Yes, yes. The old man was, um, like, I've played, played, I always seem to end up with the old man when I'm playing golf. <laughs> I'm always on his team because it's sort of like he being really good and me being really not good is sort of balanced out. A little bit makes it a bit even, um, but yeah, just his whole banter. He's got a mad banter game, eh? Like it's, I wasn't quite. He does, bro, it. and he and he gets in your head just with the small, small remarks. Um, he definitely got into me, bro, because if you remember, <laughs> we started that, that first hole, and I'd sprayed my drive out into the right, and uh, I think I I had about a hundred and forty meter shot just shy of the green. Chipped on and sunk maybe a six or seven foot putt for par. Par, yeah, yeah. And then the very next hole, I think it was a par four. My drive down the fairway came up short, chipped on, par. Uh, par three, managed to get my tee off on the green, two par, par. And then I think we had another par four after that. And I'd got a par. And, and and amongst that, the old man had had got a bogey on one of those holes. Yes. So I was leading, and we got to the. I think we were just walking off the fourth, and he made a snide remark like, "Oh, you got to make sure you know where you put your ball now. Don't go left. You know, little things like this yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Bro, got on my head straight away." And, <laughs> but I'm sure he was saying that boy. Me. <laughs> but yeah, I can see him. He was on his toes, bro. I had him for those first four holes. Yeah. Oh, it was cheery. Oh, it was cheery. Absolutely fucking. Yeah, no, it, it was a good day, bro. I enjoyed watching the, the banter and stuff like that. I was there to, to enjoy it. I've still got a long way to go to be competitive. But um, even afterwards as well, like, yeah, you had a few things to say while we were on the course, but, you know, that was all water under the bridge by the time we got to the clubhouse. <laughs> it was just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, let's have some beers and <laughs> a bit of a chat and throwing out these one-liners and I got to, Chat to a couple of his mates or his, his golf buddies, I guess, as well. And just, yeah, just throwing out the, you know. And, and just to uh, satisfy everybody. What's that? You've cut out then? To, sorry, to satisfy everybody's ear holes, Kira and I did walk away with a W. Yes. By, by How the many? Oh, it was uh, two holes to go or one hole to go? Two. Two, I think we, two to go, we, yeah. We, we finished the match on the 16th hole. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the boys are happy about that, weren't you? Very happy. As Stableford, I think, again, for that, it was, yeah, it was pretty much, bro. It was probably, yeah, the highlight of my trip was, was that golf day. <laughs> and, uh, so much so, bro, I've actually booked my ticket to go back home for the Fano Golf in Feb. Yes, the end yes. Of the month. Yeah, so that's coming up soon, isn't it? Uh, end of Feb. Um, yeah. You'll, I guess you'll work out sort of teams and stuff there, or if you depends on who sort of registers, I guess, eh? Yeah, bro. Well, as far as I'm aware, it's back in Mangakino, and they've dropped the the scramble event. 
Ambrose event. So you it's stroke play, you play your own ball. Okay. Yeah. So what is that would um that would make it harder for your bat will they have still have a bashers kinda thing or is it more just like you know, golfers now? Yeah, bashers is still relevant in that format. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think there's a few different ways that they go about scoring it and there's a few trophies up for grabs. And if you know me, bro, I'm all about bringing that trophy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Legitimately <laughs> this time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's debatable too. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it should be fun, man. It should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to miss this year. Maybe next year because uh, uh, Bird is going back soon for her mum's 70th. I think I mentioned that last time anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be fun, bro. Be um, yeah, good kind of uh, pick up kind of where you left off. Uh, with the olds and and the bro Kev and Cal's, um, it should be pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So fly out the twenty second of uh, Feb. Spend the spend the weekend there for golf and shoot back on the twenty sixth. So not a long trip, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, forms to people's forms to uh, <laughs> be critiqued. <laughs> Some form on fleek. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could choose a, a best of, eh? Definitely there's a lot of highlights for the trip home that, that we had. Um, yeah, I think just overall, just the flow of the holiday just went really well. We kind of, yeah, yeah it wasn't a dull moment at all for us. Um, no. I, I think if I had to put one slightly ahead of the others, it was the trip to Tuai for me. Um Absolutely, bro. That uh, was that was fucking awesome. Getting to to trudge around with, in the bush with Uncle was kind of you know unique. I, I can say, yeah, that was the only thing that he and I did while we were down there. <laughs> and look, you can yeah. there, there will be some photo uh, evidence coming out, and you know, um, but I can say with all honesty, uh, he wasn't pushed. He fell over on his own cord. <laughs> 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 I was probably about five meters in front of him uh, but when that happened and I turned around and I couldn't see him. I'm like, oh, you're right, Uncle? Just yeah, away from down the lying on the ground. Yep, down here. <laughs> and, and and you must say you had no prior knowledge of his arthritis either. No, no. <laughs> did I mention that on the last one? I don't think I did. I think you did, bro. Oh, did. yeah. So anyway, we went for a bushwalk next to the homestead where they, because it's just... A lot of it's overgrown. They've done a lot to claim it back. But there was apparently the rumour was that next to the um, cleared out area, there was a bit of bush there, and that's when the, where the original house was, and there somewhere. So Uncle had been talking about it. Uncle Andy had been talking about it. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go have a look. Um, and then, yeah, he sort of sort of followed followed me into the bush, and then he was kind of pointing us to where to go, and we sort of went in there and, Got into a little bit of a pickle with one of the bowls that were just buried in the bush there, and he kind of slipped off it and like just fell like almost slow motion back into the bracken, uh, and was just sort of lying on a nice little cloud of of um, bush. And so I went back to try and try and help him up. Oh, so sorry, I didn't uh, tell you about that little bowl, but um, here I'll grab you up. So I grabbed his hand. <laughs> And just went to yank him up out of the thing, and he's like, wasn't moving. He was like almost resisting against it, and um. <laughs> he's got arthritis in his hand and here's me fucking 
pulling the fuck out of it, trying to lift him up to his feet. So, yeah, he, he didn't tell me to afterwards, though. He was just he was pretty staunch <laughs> about it. Um, so I had to do the old link elbows and then sort of lean back and, and rock him up that way. But uh, we got there and went exploring, found a bit of a trench where they used to walk down to the to the road. Um, so we were in the right area, but I don't think we kind of found any hard evidence of what was going on. But yeah, that's got to be the definite the um, highlight for me. Yeah, for and sure. shout out to Uncle Andy too, bro. He was a primo tour guide. Yeah, you know, got yeah, a lot of a lot to reflect on down there. Yes, bro. Yes, uh, learned a lot. You know, times, you know, like fucking what whatever it was fifty years ago, where they were growing up down there, and you know, just the the normal, the what they considered normal, um, whether they had to walk to school or walk to the the picture theater and whatever else have you. Yeah, it was an eye opening for for how they would have to go about their day, and all the um, yeah, like the I don't know what you call it. I mean, sort of racism, but you know, being some of the stories that he told about, you know, them having to, you know, walk to school because the bus wouldn't pick them up. And then sometimes when they did pick them up, they'd get kicked off the bus or they'd get to school and then get told to go home because uh, apparently they all had kutus. So they accused, yeah, accused allegedly. Of, allegedly of uh, having kutus, nits. Um, yeah, and then just that weird sort of stuff like that where they, you know, that was in the, the mainstream sort of public schools. Um and so they ended up going to the old native school. But even that was it, you know, wasn't even any less arduous getting to and from school. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. And, yeah, a lot of stuff that I guess I'd like to know more about as well. I doubt, but uh, what else would we do, bro? Like just hanging out around that whenua, bro. Yeah. Bro, it just felt, it didn't feel like, like it was something new. It no, felt like it felt comfortable. Way it eh? felt comfortable, bro. Something yeah. that we've been going to our whole lives. But yeah. in all honesty, you know, our, all our first times, you know, going back down the line. Definitely first time, time I've been time there. I have, I have been to Tuai before, and I do remember some of it. But I was, yeah, I was young teenager, I think. Um, but yeah, never, never spent that amount of time, and just like checking out all the marae. Checking out, you know, um, the the township again and uh, the other places, a little bay that we went to. You went for a bit of a cruise on the on the lake as well. Yeah, yeah me and Neville, okay, that was primo too, bro. Just cruising around, it was a, uh, and it was a misty fog. Yeah, bro. Every day too. I was magical. Like you could see the ranges apart from Panikiri. Panikiri was the only one that was just covered in fog, mm, but yeah. you couldn't see top of it. So, yeah, but it was it was awesome, bro. The the lake was what you call Papaponamu, which is just dead flat. Yeah, well, because it's yeah, it's just surrounded by hills, mm. so it's very little wind or breeze down there at all. It's just glassy as wow, it's primo. What it was, it, bro. That's glass. It was very glassy. Yeah. I think I think it was good too that you know we didn't have. Um, Wi-Fi or anything like that down there. You know, we had to yeah. go and do stuff. Um, yeah, it was primo. 
we had uh, we had quite the setup. I think you mentioned last week that you had a, a camper van, and the olds had a camper van. Kevy ended up jumping in Auntie's caravan, uh, but they also bought that trailer for a tent with Danny and Joe. And then, um, lo and behold, me and Sky got. Um, we thought we'd organised it pretty well, bro, to have a tent from one of the bros. And um, as we were setting it up, fucking started pissing down with rain. I, I wanted to try and get in there sooner, but Alex and Kelly's camper van broke down right in the middle of the bloody driveway. <laughs> yes. And I uh, couldn't get around them at all, bro. They're trying to figure out why. And I'm thinking, fuck, get out of the way, man. Yeah. And um, once we did finally snake around them and get setting up, bro, and fuck, I don't think I got a peg in the ground before it started to piss down with rain. Yeah. So, um, my thought was, you know, get this done, get it up, uh, get dry. So I took the shirt off, running around trying to get it sorted, and all I could see was Kieran at the other end of the uh, the field antagonising me with his shirt off. We call it. That's the best word I can come up with. It anyway, he is antagonising me, you know. So managed to fucking chase him down. And spun around and, and we had a little bit of a wrestle. Yes, we do have video evidence uh, of that. And um, I think you know that's another highlight for me, bro. I've been, yeah. I've been the subject of every single wrestle <laughs> move you can think of, bro, throughout my life. Yes, um, be that a pedigree, a power bomb, a huna karana, yeah, everything, bro. Growing up with yeah. Kevy, it was, you know. Let me try this. Let me try that. And uh, nah, I think I finally got him down one, two, three, and uh, that was a bit of a vindication. Yes, bro. if you may. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. It was it was great to watch. Um, great technique. Um, good form. And um, yeah, I think Kev played his part really well too uh, to sell yeah. it. So he was. Uh, yep. He was. What's the wrestling term? Um, played a great heel. He did. I was the face. Yeah. He was the heel. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Oh. Awesome. But look, but enough. We got our tent set up and whatnot, and fucking managed to to sort out the accommodation side of things. And yes. Auntie put on a mean spread, and she'd never let anyone do the dishes. Oh, bro, it was I tried glorious. Around, I tried to lift her out of the kitchen and things like that. Now she held down the fort. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she got Couldn't pretty, pretty vengeful with that detail too at one stage. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I, I got, uh, I think, a half a flick with it. And, um, yeah, that was it. Oh, well, I only, do, only try once. <laughs> if you're going to kick me out, <laughs> that's it. But it was primo, yeah. She, I think she, like, because we took food in that as well, but she didn't really, like, use a lot of it. Apparently she, she sort of had a lot of food sort of herself, yeah. so. She had a and there's, you know, there's quite a number. I think there's 19 of us. Yeah, there was. Yeah, was it? Yeah, with all the adults and kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, no, it was yeah, it was mint holiday, bro. Big feeds. Yeah. So that that's definitely the highlight for me. I'm still yeah going through a lot of the photos, and I'll put them together for for the final to kind of check out as well. Um, yeah, the last one I'm going to do is the video reel of stuff just to. You know, like the outtakes kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, just some funny stuff. Just to, so it'll 
highlight there, the, the shenanigans we got up to. But, um, yeah, let's move on to, to the cuz chat sort of side of things uh, now that we've done a bit of bro chat and caught up. Uh, I guess we'll kick it off with some birthday shout-outs. Jan's a big month for birthdays. Uh, I think we've got Kev first, uh, then Cal's, followed shortly thereafter by yours truly, Karakia uh, Mitch. And then uh, Richo's and, and well, Car kind of got in there towards the end of well, early Feb. So we'll, we'll chuck Car in there as well. Happy birthday to all those peoples and to you, my bro. Um, you? I always got to give Richo a bit of shit, though, or Kuro, because he's the oldest out of all us cousins. So um, he, despite that, though, he's probably the only one that's playing sport to a, a certain level <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, probably not wrong. Well, other than golf, you know. Yes, well, that's true. That's a sport. Yeah, uh, Physical sport. Yeah. Uh, contact sport, full contact, playing rugby over in Texas. Um, and he was saying he started at number six this week on for their their main side. So, yeah, I thought it interesting though that he said he goes, yeah, no, the coach just plays us as centres anyway. So <laughs> he's just there to make up the numbers in the scrum and then go and hang out wide, which is yeah, must work for them because they won. Apparently, well, that's so, oh, yeah, yeah. That's well done there, Richo, keeping the uh, the dream alive. Because um, we definitely aren't. Well, I definitely am not. That's for sure. And so we were just talking about that before off air about playing rugby and yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I have the cardio for that anymore. It'll probably take me a whole season just to, you know, stop coughing up fucking phlegm and stuff after trying to train. But uh, yeah, shout out to you there, Richo. Um, I don't know somewhat quiet. Week in Snapchat this week, we've had some, you know, the old usual kind of banter going on, some odd photos being chucked up in there. Um, but what is prevalent as ever is uh, a good old lawn chat. So what is what is the update for, for your lawn, bro? It's been an ongoing saga for wow. you. Um, that, that two weeks off in New Zealand is just... Put you back a bit, you would say? Is that what you reckon? Or what's the situation with the lawn? Bro, the one thing I should have done, bro, I should have got one of our labourers to come round um, to to mow the lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yes. all form on my behalf. It came back, bro, and there were just weeds galore, all these different runners and shit. It really set the lawn back. And I've only just gotten it like to a point where I'm comfortable with it today. Yeah, that you had um was it the was it Moochie Coochie people? Moochie Coochie 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 Hydro Green. Coochie Hydro Green, you're on. So it came um I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Um <laughs> to to fix up. Well not so much fix up, but they they spray it with a with a range of different chemicals and that to promote growth and to kill off weeds and things like that. So they came through the, over the week and um, finally got into mow the lawn today. But prior to that, bro, all I could do with it was chop it down and then rake it, rake up all the clippings, you know, put it on a high setting just to sort of get it down first, rake it all up and then go again and chop it down even lower. So without a catcher uh, first, yeah, just with the with the the side chip. 
Yeah, I'm going to try that with Brian too. And even with that, bro, with, oh, what I found is when you use the side chip, you've got to actually go around in a circle and push it all into the middle. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that Otherwise, it's... You just... Yeah, yeah. Aren't you... You're going up and down. Are you going over what you've already ejected out the shot? Exactly. Though? So if you're going up and down, going over the top of what you've just side shot. Yeah, okay. It's, um, if you go around in a circle, you can sort of push it into the middle. Um, and then it makes it easier to clean it up at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. muddy as well. Um, so, yeah, my my leaf rake and my, le- my lawnmower has been my best friend these past couple of weeks. But um, like I came back from from our trip, bro, and thought we'd just have a cruisy sort of start of the year. I had a couple of jobs planned out. Um, but no. We ended up picking up all this other work inside this alumina refinery and put me straight onto 12-hour shifts. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, there was no rest for the wicked man. It was just straight in there. <laughs> uh, to the point where the boss actually forked out and bought me a new belt because I haven't had a Because <laughs> you're on the belt tools. in the last fucking three years, you know, just supervising. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. been putting my, my finger in the hole, oh, you know, no right now. Yeah, wow. fucking. That'll lead you. To just you should have just stayed longer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been somebody I'm else's no problem. <laughs> Next time. No well, no, you you got the double double uh, banger with um, Christmas and then in Feb, so I guess yeah, spread it out a bit. Um, yeah, true. But how's it? Is it back? You so you said it's it's been shit. You now only got it back to um, pre Christmas levels now. Is it like fully back, or you got to wait till the grass kind of comes through again? Or there are some some brown patches here and there, um, and then weeds and whatnot. But that's been taken care of now by Coochie. So later on this afternoon, I'll, I'll make sure to water it and things like that, and then um, do it every odd day. Give it a good water, and hopefully, it should start coming back to life and. That lush green grass that I had once before. Yeah. Oh, bro, look primo, eh? Last time, that's kind of why it's there. Yeah, it looks a bit devastating now to have it all, you know, patchy and long, and because it was quite lush before, Chrissy. Yeah, but oh, it's an ongoing, buddy, thing, you know, look after and maintain and just. You know, I don't want to be that one guy in our street boat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. We know what happened to the last guy that had the lawns that were long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was an intervention <laughs> that happened. That <laughs> <laughs> well, was classic. I've seen your snaps go. Well, I do got to touch on that again because that the fellow that had the long grass through the next door to you, eh? And as the weeds are coming yeah, through right. the coming through the um. The slats and and the fence was bro. You could you could hear it in your voice. Are eh? you just like at a loss of what to do? It's oh. like, what 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 are my rights here? What, what, what who can I call? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, I may have to make that call in a couple of weeks, bro. You still have the oh, fucking most long fucking so. repeat offender, eh? Repeat offender. Yes, you better be careful. You might get a um. A bunch of people standing outside us on a footpath, just pointing the finger and just going, "Shame, shame, shame!" <laughs> oh, bro, it's funny too because like people that that mowed their lawn, you know, but they weren't really doing much more than that. 
um, up the road. Now they they now they are. So almost everyone down the street has a nice lush green grass. Yeah, right. See. Uh, except for my neighbour. <laughs> it just so happens to be right next door, eh? Yeah. All righty. Well, there's your launch app for the week, cuzzies. Um, if you have any topics or questions about your lawn, um, please send a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> nah, we, we, we'll take emails. Send it in to cuzchatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll take care of it for you. Um, I like I like having having um, a wealth of knowledge that I can call on uh, when you know if I have an issue, I can just sort of go on to Snapchat, get the cousin's opinion, might get a bit of a direction on what to do or how to how to fix stuff. So yeah, that's been always uh, always a lot of fun. Um, but which brings us to our topic this week. Um, what is the most technologically advanced piece of equipment or gear in your workplace um probably don't i mean computers is probably where i'd go for me or maybe ai but um what about yourself what's been the latest greatest in the scaffolding industry there bro or or any other industries that you kind of are working in at the moment so i've got two uh the first one of which would probably be you know something that we're probably not ever going to use, but I thought it was pretty fucking nifty. Um, and they trialled it for guys that install solar panels. And it's like an exo, exoskeleton thing that goes over your arms, over your shoulders, connects to your back, and it helps with the, with the manual handling side of things of lifting these solar panels up. You know, so I thought, you know, that could probably be used in scaffolding because <clears throat> let's say our truck, for instance, will hold 10 tonne. That's what we get delivered to site. So we can put up 10 tonne worth of scaffold every day, if not more. So these escoskeleton things, you know, they, they aid with with the, the weights of different things and passing it up. So I thought, fuck yeah, that, that would, you know, probably fall benefit to, to many of scaffolders. Um, downside would be that you'd probably have to buy so many um, because there's so many people that are in the chain, depending on how far you've got to pass all this gear up. Yeah, um, right. So you're like a single level would be fine, but you're saying more than that, you need one at each kind of level? Each level, yeah. Like, for instance, we just finished a build um, that was 27 metres high. Yeah, so, fuck yeah, yeah. You know, everyone would need things like that, but... Then again, we had cranes and things like that to help us out. We'd fucking lower the gear in by the crane and drop it on the deck and run around and install it and sort of get the next lot of gear in as we'd go and it would go up. So for instances like that, we were sweet, but I guess and other times, no, you have to chain it all the way up yeah, from the, from I the guess ground up. The, um, like those single-story ones, like you would, would it add to the – productivity kind of thing like if you did have someone there would they get more gear up quicker what do you think or because they can only really go as fast as the people that are putting it together really can't they yeah just from from my perspective bro you see so many um older fellas now that have got bad backs they've got bad hips they've got fucking shoulder rotor cuffs and things like that that they're fighting with on the daily yeah you know, because they've been scaffolding 30, 40 years and stuff and their bodies are just wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
from from that, bro, just pumping tonnage of gear every single day. Yeah, so these are, those will definitely help, you know. You know, but if Which, it was viable, if it was... And it's not going to take all the weight, but it's going to take, you know, at least 80% of the weight. Yeah, because yeah, it goes off your movement, doesn't it? It just sort of accentuates and, and strengthens your movement, I guess. Yeah, and it just, just takes like, for instance, a three-meter standard, which is a leg, they come in at around about fucking 18 kilos or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, You're passing up fucking 100 of those every day. It doesn't take long for that weight to sort of add up every yeah. single day. Well, it'll have an effect on your body for sure, yeah. Because they yeah. Um, looking at the cost of them, um, good, good for like repetitive and strenuous movements. A full body exoskeleton is accessible to the general public for a price between seventy and eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So. They- Probably not it's a bit viable as yet. Moment, you know? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. You know, they might become a bit more accessible. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. Scaffolding yeah. is one of those trades that you need scaffold for any other trade to complete their job. Yeah, what the, are those? You know, we're usually the ones that go in first. and yep. we All that sort of manual labour when you're lifting or even, even you know, where it's a safety concern. You know, at least you might be able to distance yourself from whatever it is you're handling as well, that sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. So that's a far-fetched sort of technological but, advancement. I wouldn't say far-fetched, near future, near future. Near future, yeah. But the one that we're supposed to be trialling this year is that being on a luminar refinery, they use a lot of caustic. And if you get any bit of caustic on you, It'll burn straight through your skin, will burn straight through to your bone sort of thing if you don't dap it out, diphotering, use diphotering to neutralise those acids. But one of the main sort of um, PPE requirements are that you use a monogoggle, things like like ski glasses sort of things. Oh, okay. But they are prone to, to fogging up. And yeah, yeah, right. there's so many times where you have to pull your monos off, give them a bit of a wipe in the field and put them back on. And places like Rio Tinto, man, they they don't like to see anyone removing anything of their PPE while you're out in the field. So this year we're going to be trialling these sort of face masks that go across your face and they have a power unit and a fan that sits on your neck. And it's just consistently blowing air through the face mask. That that fogging. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's whether it still gives you a clear view of everything, I'm not too sure. I'll have to let you know in a few months' time. But I can I imagine that they're gonna sort of block off anything eye level and above. But for the purposes of not fogging up and then again with all the different um, code of practice things that are coming out for silica dust um, and inhaling that, you know, yeah, another yeah, yeah. another form of protection against that. Yeah. Because um, even now our power tools and things like that all have to be equipped with vacuums and whatnot so that you're not inhaling that silica dust. Yeah. Look, it's interesting. That's an interesting one, bro. I, yeah, that's... 
because I seen something the other day. Because you're talking about like a, the whole eye protection as well as um, a, some sort of breathing apparatus and stuff like that, and the fans right. and that um, helmets, bro. Having a, a fully like not a safety helmet, like almost like a um, motorbike helmet, but having it so that it's got those fans. And I've seen a guy who's made one, and he's put cameras as well um, on the sort of outside of uh, the helmet that feed into two screens uh, in front of his eyes so that he can have um, full control over what he's seeing. And obviously it's behind a full face uh, mask, but yeah, then he's got the um, couple of fans blowing on his face as well to keep him cool. Um, I reckon that, man, I don't, I don't know. That's, that to me seems like something that if done right, could be what everyone's wearing in the, in the not too distant future. Is just yeah. when you think about the privacy thing as well. Like your your you got cameras tracking your every movement. Not if you got a helmet on, you'd be fucking like we didn't know who the fuck that is. Um, but even combining yeah, the things, I feel, like, like, I feel almost like like Master Chief One One Seven. You know, with the halo mask and everything like that. You got to run around and. They'll probably have communicators and whatnot in the near yeah, future bro. as well. Yeah, so. all of that sort of stuff. Because I see the Apple Vision Pro, those AR goggles that they've got now, which basically chuck up a screen in front of you, like a virtual screen that you can interact with just with your hands and stuff like that. All that sort of technology, man, is going to get cheaper and just going to be combined into one sort of helmet. And I reckon that'll be... It'll have your phone integrated in there. It'll have your computer integrated in there. Voice assistant, all that sort of stuff. Pretty much straight out of like sci-fi and stuff. The tech, all of those individual pieces of technology are already here. I reckon it just needs someone to put it together and make it, yeah. Well, I reckon you could DIY one pretty easily if you had the know-how. <laughs> there's, a, there's a challenge to the cuzzies. Uh, make us a helmet that is, you know, technologically advanced, but could also stop a bullet, <laughs> but just for safety. <laughs> oh, it'll be great. It'll be fun. Oh, if you need a guinea pig, I'll wear it. I'll wear it for a whole day. Give you some feedback. <laughs> be great. Just, just. Just when people start talking to you, you just like have an off switch and just turn everything off. <laughs> it's like a complete cone of silence. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. In front of you. Yeah, no, that'd be legit, man. I'd be into that. Then, you know, you could have um, you have live feeds coming from it, broadcasting from it, you know, wherever you look, that sort of stuff. Got to have built-in, you know, blurring technology so it just blurs people's faces out if you don't want them uh, <laughs> you don't want to see them. <laughs> I, I know the Cuzzy's first first thing they would try and do, bro, is remove all your clothing. <laughs> yeah, just, just wear the helmet. <laughs> oh, Cuzzy's got a half merch at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hey, why is my why is my helmet blurred the bottom half of your your bottom down, your legs down? Oh, you're not wearing pants. There, yeah, that checks out. Oh, just thinking, yeah, going around home Simpson yet? Classic. <laughs> oh, 
Um, yeah, so if you've got any, uh, or really interested to hear from anyone else that, you know, has some pretty amazing tech in their workplace and, and stuff like that. I mean, the other obvious one is AI, getting that into more um, customer service type roles and things like that. Um, for specific things, you know, um, I reckon that's not too far away. Hopefully it doesn't, you know. Well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn. I don't know how you feel about this, bro, but... On one hand, I'll I want that technology to kind of take over some of those menial jobs, but then obviously that's got to be supported, you know, because like with a universal basic income or something like that. But just so it frees people up to just do more with their families, to be more creative, to you know educate themselves more, rather than having to to work you know eight to twelve hours a day. Um, on a, on a menial job that which potentially could be done by a robot or assisted get get you to a, a, an AI to assist you doing doing the job, so all you're doing is monitoring it. You don't have to be you know tied to to the to the role that you've got. But that's just me. Um, it's probably you know pie in the sky sort of stuff. But I mean, some of it's not too far away. No, absolutely, bro. And there's probably some out there already, you know, that's taking those menial jobs away. For instance, um, self checkouts. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. That that got rid of a whole bunch of people. But yeah, there's still people working there. Still got people stocked the shelves and all that sort mm. of stuff. Although I did see an article the other day. One of those self self checkouts was not adding up the right totals. <laughs> was adding on extra dollars on on products and stuff. We're just straight up overcharging. So yeah, <laughs> from an AI perspective, eh? even they want the cash. Yeah, then trying to rip people off as well. Fucking hell! Other places are already taking a big cut, making millions. Mm. But yeah, so yeah. Any uh, other uh, technologically advanced stuff you want to share with us, Cuzzies? Uh, uh, podcast at gmail dot com. Send it in there. We'll look after you. Um, all right, what else do we have? Uh, any other sort of things you wanted to bring up today, bro? Um, I've got a poor form story, but it's it sort of tricks on um, how poor form will always follow you. Poor form travels. Poor form travels. That's right, bro. And, and as a lot of our listeners have been the subject of an interlock for the last 18 months, Today is the 4th of February. I've got 16 days left um, with this interlock. Yeah. On the 20th of February, bro, it's getting ripped out. Uh, midnight, the 19th of Feb is when I should get the email and I'll be sitting there waiting for that motherfucker to come through, bro. It has been the most um, hardest thing I think I've ever had to fucking put <laughs> up with, bro. In all honesty, bro. bro. You've still got 16 days left. I've still got 16 days left. Don't fuck up. fucking thing, bro. Yeah. Every day having to blow into it, bro. Losing my breath just to start the vehicle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give him huffed and puffed just to. Oh, my God. That's they to say. So you know, if you don't if you don't die in the car crash, this is what you have to fucking put up with. Yeah, well, that's not a really uh, <laughs> not an incentive, though, is it? <laughs> mm, I think you're missing the point. Maybe 
Don't drink and drive is the, is the better point. I don't know about you, man. Then. What's that? in your car for the last 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd, be a, uh, you'd be an advocate now for sure, wouldn't you? Oh, bro, hard out, man. Yeah. Do not drink and drive because you'll end up with one of these fucking things. Yeah. So I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, yeah, I'm going to make sure that it fucking comes out before the end of the month. And um, quite frankly, bro, the most hardest thing at the moment is that we've, I'll give you the full story, we've picked up another contract, quite a hefty contract, doing these um, scaffolds around GPC, which is the Gladstone Ports. And um, within that contract, we we quoted that we would fucking get a new ute. But because nice. with the ports and that, this is where the trains come through to deliver all the coal. So there's a significant amount of coal dust and, and having a new ute on site probably isn't one of the smartest moves. Yes. So what they came up with is that they'll use my ute out on the, my current ute out on this fucking wharf job, which means I've got a brand new ute just sitting in the yard doing nothing until the 20th so I can fucking drive the thing. <laughs> and you've got you to gotta see it every day as well? Every day. <laughs> Oh, bro, bro, I've got the keys sitting in my desk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't even touch it. Are you, are you, so you see it every day, do you kind of rub your hand and log it as well? And like, soon. soon. I haven't gone far to sit in it yet. But, um, <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Have you sat on it and made like truck noises? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know how that goes, bro, because, yeah, it's eating me alive every day. I have to drive past this fucking thing. Oh, and dude. Yeah, there with all its bells and whistles on it, bro, and I can't do nothing about it. Oh, God. Oh, bro. That's not – well, it's only 16 days, but then again, it's only 16 days. 16 days, you yeah. yeah you got to keep your head above water there or, for, um, or keep your head full of water. And not alcohol. <laughs> cruise, control, you know, cruise control has been my best friend. If anything, that's that's the best technological advancement we've had in the past fifteen years. And um, yeah, make sure if I can stick to it, bro. It's... Yeah. Oh well. You you'll be right. You, yeah. You've learnt your lesson now. So yeah. Hopefully they play nice at the courthouse as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bro, I don't have any poor form yeah, stories. Just waiting on that email, bro. Not, not about me, but um, yeah, nothing that. So uh, my last one was the the boys. So uh, now I've been pretty quiet. Just been going to work. Um, oh, actually, one poor form I've, I've got to sort out on Monday. So with this job I've got now, you need to work. Uh, they call them ADOs or ad- additional days off. So you do an extra half an hour or so uh, during the year to get all your holidays paid, which, you know, I don't mind doing, you know, one or half an hour or so here and there every day. Um, but they've worked out that I have to work an extra 137 hours but in, twen- in 20 weeks, which works out to about another six and a half or maybe seven hours, like another full day of work. Uh, every week to get the holidays off, um, which doesn't make any sense because that only takes us that twenty weeks takes us up to the April break. 
but they want me to accumulate for the June, July, and all the student-free days as well, as well within that first 20 weeks. And I'm like, no, it's fuck, there's no way, I'll do it. I'll only have to work an extra half an hour a day if I only want to get the April holidays off, and then I'll accrue the rest between the April and the June, July ones. So I've got to go and talk to them and go, this is poor form. You didn't obviously check these numbers. Yeah. I don't be working a whole extra day a week. And I only say that. I mean, it's not that it's not that I can work those hours. I just won't be doing a hell of a lot because the kids finish at 2.30 and you know, I'm there for till 4.30, 5 yeah. o'clock, just twiddling my thumbs, doing nothing. It's boring as hell. If I actually had stuff to do, it would be all right. So, yeah, poor oh, form. Yeah. Poor form there. Um, but yeah. Education's Oh, fuck too. oh, bro, I've learned so much um, being in a high school and it's even worse than I thought it was, if I'm honest. Like, it just mm. kind of feels, yeah, like you're not really helping anyone. You're just trying Probably to. Probably one of my earliest, um, earliest ranks of poor form was actually going to uni to get my Bachelor of Education for three years and now I've been living off a fucking a week's worth scaffolding ticket for the last <laughs> 10 years. But, yeah, bro. It's... Uh, it's, Unreal, bro. The, the amount of study and work that you have to do to become a teacher and then the menial pay that they get yeah. and the hours that they're expected to work, it was fucked That's up, man. Like, they should be getting paid more than politicians, in my opinion. Bro, I've got heaps of – I've got – man, they should um, hire me as a, as a consultant to, to change up the education system with the, the amount of knowledge I have now. I reckon – here's my latest one. You get rid of the holidays – you don't have ho- you have the the uh, the big holidays at the end of the year, but you don't have any like there's no high there's no school holidays in the middle of the year, but you only do three days a week. So you just do school for three yeah. days a week, and then you have four days off, and that includes teachers as well. But those they, those three days, um, you still get your full pay for because I think they they should for the amount of work that they have to do and if you're oh, putting all know. your lesson plans into a shorter period as well like and it's man dealing with kids is rough man they're abusive <laughs> little shits man yeah man abusive Absolutely. they bring all their shit at home and unleash it on all the teachers <laughs> it's bad news yeah so you know and even when I was doing it, bro, there were nights where I wasn't getting home till like eight, nine o'clock, you know, after doing all your planning and then teachers' meetings and things like that. Yes. It was just fucking, it was a headache. Yeah. It was an absolute headache, bro. And you, you know, then you've got parents to deal with, you've got these little smart ass kids to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, you're never really can take, you know, Stop looking over your shoulder, sort of thing. Even if you're out and about, you know, if you see see a kid or see a parent, legally you have to turn the other way. Don't matter where you are, or what you're doing at that time, you, know, you, you can't be seen recognizing with with students yeah, yeah, or other yeah. parents. Yeah, like that because it's frowned upon. Yeah, but you can't even live a full life, sort of thing. You know, nah, you're, nah, nah. you've got a image. You, yeah, well, that's it. You, you've got to um, have a persona that has to be maintained. Um. Yeah, which is man, rough. I, yeah, it's just too much. I think it's too much for kids, and it's too much for the teachers. Like five days a week. I mean, sure, you, and you could argue they get those two weeks off, but normally that first couple of days of their holidays, you know, 
probably just de-stressing from the whole thing and then yep. towards the end they've got to come back and start doing all their lessons and all that sort of stuff and it is, it is. you got to start doing your lesson plans evaluate yep. you know your previous term yeah and then look to do the planning for the next term you, yep. you don't really get a break at all yep. and also the you um we should get them up to year 10 and then have our things in place where they can either go down the academic route or go th to like trades and stuff like that and split them off after year 10 so that they have got like either free, free courses to do a specific in a specific industry um, so that they're more employable so that they've got some skills so they can actually work as well while they're yeah. doing that study. Um, yeah, just empower them to, you know, uh, be productive and, and, and use a lot more life skills than uh, earlier because a lot of them have them. Like they're a lot more. I think they're a lot more mature these days. Probably not cognitively, but you know they think they can handle a lot more. So give them the. No, put them into the deep end and see how they they go. Yeah, give them the tools though, bro. Yeah, current curriculum and what they they learn in school has nothing to do with when you're an adult man. Like in my no. opinion, no. But but that's like, what... I have never used Pythagoras theorem in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may, you may have, but it, they, to, only to a certain degree, right? So you know how to work yeah. stuff out. But you know, it's not the the testing if you know a certain uh, how to solve a problem. It's the tools that you use to solve that problem is what you should be retaining so that you can apply it to other things. But anyway, I don't know how we got into that. This is a bit freaking too deep and meaningful for the rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Um, speaking of rabbit holes, before we do wind up, I did write rabbit holes down here because I've been going down a couple lately. Um, <laughs> my current rabbit hole is, um, it's actually, it's these certain topics, but like, the Crusades is my main one at the moment, but it's actually this one uh, political science historian professor dude. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Roy Casagranda or something like that. Bro, he's just he's a just knowledgeable ass dude, and he just kind of tells a bit of a story as well. Um, so yeah, it was really entertaining learning about uh, some historical events back in you know the early uh, what was this sort of like early. 800s to 900s um, with the Crusades oh, and all this sort of ooh. stuff. And, but they were mad as fuck back then. They were out the gate. Um, with it her. is going back you, bro. Yeah, Jeez. bro. Yeah, no, it, was, it was pretty cool, though, listening about this stuff. And then the one I was watching today was about the Aztecs. And he does, like, they're like two-hour-long uh, lectures, bro. And he just, it's just him just talking. Um, but it's actually, yeah, actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a sign. I think my my dad is cooking as well. So, um, all good, bro. We'll we'll wrap it up there because I am getting pretty hungry as well. And there's a bit of a, a roast cooking. What do you got for dinner? Uh, pork roast. Oh, same, same. Yeah, awesome, bro. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Hopefully, we can get some more cousins on next week because you know that's what it's all about, eh, guys? Fucking a, brother. Fucking a. Fucking a.